Hey, uh, welcome to the podcast formerly known as Random Encounters. I guess this is episode seven. My name is Mex. We're here with Steve and Jeff. Yo, hey, what's up? And uh, yeah, we're back to uh, talk about some uh, video games. All right, so Dan's not here, and I was in charge of putting the uh, the list of topics together. Well, you weren't in charge. You took it on yourself to uh, do it. You wrote a basic yeah. manifesto. About this. <laughs> but, but nobody else was going to, so I was in charge. That's true. That's true. I certainly wasn't going to do it. So. No, I, I asked you yesterday on stream. I was like, hey, chill for the podcast. You're like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. And I was like, okay, read the notes. You're like, I'm not doing homework. I'm like, God damn yeah. it. What, what do I, I mean, have to do? I don't prepare when Dan makes these things. I show up five minutes beforehand and I look at it I'm like, oh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it's, well, I wrote mine differently because his is more like what's currently going on and mine's more like, see if you can formulate an opinion because there's opinion pieces in here, but we'll get into that. So uh, first thing that I want to go through is just what's everybody been up to lately? I Jeff. mean, yeah, what have Jeff, you, been up to you take it because uh, everyone knows my answer. Uh, I've played uh, 156 hours of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Nice. I have 149 Shinies. <laughs> I haven't been streaming it because, like, yeah, who wants to yeah. watch that? You have 149 Shinies? I'm jealous. No, I haven't touched that since I rolled credits on it. <laughs> uh, I played a lot this week. I got the new Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, played a couple missions of Ace Combat 7. You I bastard. Up... <laughs> I picked up Kingdom Hearts 3 yesterday, and I got some thoughts. Um, I just played a little bit of, got a real good deal on the new Super Mario Brothers old U Deluxe Switch Wii U version. So I'm playing a little bit of that. Uh, and I've been working on my, my pinball cabinet in the spare time. So when you say you've been working on your pinball cabinet, is that like physically you've been sawing things and... Whatever well, the, else, the shape of it's built. It's a, a actual dimensions of a real pinball table, but it's uh, it's a virtual cabinet. So it's basically three TV monitors in there. One's the play field, one's the scoreboard, and one's the back box that shows the cabinet art. Okay. And it's a pretty cool. It's it's all uh, hobbyist. So it's just people in their spare time take tables from the seventies, eighties, nineties. Uh, redraw all the assets, put them into this uh, engine that they they built, and fine tune them, plug them into the ROMs, and they play ninety seven percent like a real pinball table. So, so do you it's... do you actually have the flipper buttons? You know, on the oh, side. Oh, I got okay. flipper buttons. I got a plunger. I have an <laughs> accelerometer in there, so when you nudge it, the ball moves at the table, and it freaks out and it voids all the uh, the games. I guess it tilt. Uh, tilt. It, yeah. You, do you have the tilt meter? <laughs> It absolutely has a tilt meter, yeah. <laughs> so, really what you're doing is taking a classic arcade game and turning it... Or you're taking a classic pinball yeah. game and you're turning it into an arcade simulacrum. Yeah, it basically... It runs like any, uh, like, MAME cabinet you would have run across. Like, uh, how people, yeah, yeah. people will build their own MAME cabinets in their basement. Same thing, it's just shaped like a pinball table and takes up about four feet of space. You got to put that thing behind you, dude, because I think that would be a really cool uh, backdrop. Well, the computer that runs it is also the computer I'm here with, so it would just be three black screens behind me. <laughs> there's well, a, turn it on, you know, put a pinball game on. There's a similar thing that people do for when they get like real serious into D&D is they'll build like a D&D &D table where normally you'd have like um, 
you know, a big graph paper to represent hallways you draw it. Mm -hmm. But what they're doing now is because there's programs for that, you just build in like an upward facing TV and then you can, or monitor, and then you can play like Roll20 or the digital version, but now it's digital on your table. So you can like hybrid it if you want with real pieces and digital pieces. Because there's stuff that you can do like line of sight or even like lighting effects for what Mm -hmm. you could or couldn't see. And uh, I've seen a couple of people do that on streams. And I was like, that's super interesting. I don't play enough or have like a regular enough thing to do it, but I would love to if I could. It's weird you mentioned that. We've been, uh, my brothers and I have been dipping our toe into D&D because 32 is a great time to pick it up. <laughs> but my brother, when I say dipping my toe in, my brother has built sets and he paints the miniatures and he like, <laughs> he builds this world and he spends weeks crafting it and we come in and just shit all over it. And we're <laughs> you just I die guess. right away. <laughs> well, not not that. Like we, we break the rules of what, like he'll try to push us along a path mm. Yeah, much like a podcast host would, and yeah. <laughs> uh, we just deviate every chance we get, or like there's no. That's what I like about it is there's no set rules, and we're more creative than he is, so we can just destroy yeah. any plan or momentum he had. Like, <laughs> that's like that. that's exactly so, why I don't like D and D because I am the least creative person in the world. So if you ask me to do something, I'm like, I don't know what to do. So that's. Uh, it's kind of up to an experienced GM to be able to, they call it railroading somebody, keeping them on the tracks of the storyline. And it's kind of like the things you will let and not let your players get away with or being able to sort of deus ex some reason why you can't suddenly do that. Because I used to do that when I first started playing. Uh, We'd go to a town and be like, what's the most expensive thing? I'm going to take it. And they'd be like, well, you can't like it's gonna cause problems i'm like no what's the most expensive thing i'm gonna take it was like there's guards everywhere i was like i'm gonna magic my way and like there's wards everywhere like every time you 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 launch me in a giant fantasy universe that doesn't actually exist you're setting boundaries for me (laughs) yeah but the the idea that like i now understand is that I was kind of being a dick at the time because i just wanted to cause mayhem and do what i want but they're trying to get everybody on board with a story. And if you wind up doing that, then I'm just, I'm taking everybody's time to do what I want to do. So you kind of have to experience and learn that. I actually didn't get into it until fifth edition just came out. So I know nothing about the other editions. So um, I have a tiny, tiny bit of GM experience and a decent amount of player experience, but um, it's, it's weird because there's a bunch of people getting into pen and paper uh, RPGs. We just had a game night not too long ago for our friend Jeff and um, Jacoby was the guy's name. Yeah, you say no relation. So. Yeah, no relation yeah, to uh, to this show. We, we don't all know each other. So a different Jeff. Um, <laughs> he got into cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, cyberpunk 2020, I think. Yeah, or 2077. One of those. I don't know. Yes, Cyberpunk kind of runs along with a couple others that I get him confused with. Basically, like, well, cyberpunk technology type stuff. But um, yeah, he got into it and he was talking to us about it. And I was like, well, that's cool. But how many people suddenly get into pen and paper games, especially in this age group, which is the absolute worst for getting people in the same spot to play anything? Like, I can't even get people online to play shit, let alone a table with pens and paper and dice. Yeah. Yeah, we so. we set it up about 
I need to know about it a week ahead of time so I can decide if I want to bail. <laughs> uh, yeah. We usually, usually get together like once a month or like it's it's basically me and my three brothers or a girlfriend or two will show up and or somebody from work and we'll play through it. But like, it's like, yeah, I get it, Kevin. I'm going to check out the bonfire, but first I'm going to fart these goblins out of these trees. <laughs> <laughs> Stop telling me to roll 16. Yeah, I mean, we plan our game nights like a month in advance just because, you know, we want more than like two of us to show up. Mm. So we have to, um, you know, we have to do that just because, you know, everyone has kids and stuff and, you know, work and all that crap. So, uh, I mean, who needs, asked... who needs to babysit? Who cares? Just just leave my home. They're fine. Somebody asked who Luke Javi Twitch is. That's me. Hi. Yeah, that's me. That's Steve. So, <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, obviously I've been playing Pokemon. I do that on stream like every single day. So not much has changed there. Yeah. Did you catch them all yet? Nope, have not caught them all yet. You can tell What's... I'm invested. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I check in a few times a week when you pop on, but usually it's like right before a meeting. So I'm like, oh, hey, cool. How's it going? And before I can even be like, what is your shiny count up to? I'm like, oh, gotta go. Yeah. What is your living shiny up to? Living Dex is up to 115 out of 150, so we got 35 more to go. All right. Yeah, every time I uh, log in to check it out, it's that part's cut off <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. So it says I've caught this many, and then Living, and then that's cut off. And I'm like, I shit, I got to ask. Every time I just have to ask. So, um, yeah, I took some time off of work last week uh, because... Every once in a while, you need like a mental break, and I haven't been able to sit down and just play games and not have to worry about anything for a while, like not in a few months. So I took two days off, sent my child to daycare, my wife went to work, and I just looked for a good game to play. I've been a little on the extra broke side, as the winter always puts me, so normally I would just like buy a new game and just play the shit out of it for two days. So uh, instead, I wound up playing darkest dungeon again for like three days straight which is weird when you're taking a mental day off to play a game that's literally like everybody's stressed they're dying they've gone insane and they're having heart attacks so i was like eh, this seems like a good game to play <laughs> it's a, a misery management sim <laughs> yeah although every like five minutes i'd close out the game and install like three new mods to to take care of something i didn't like so i just basically cheated the hell out of it but that's how i like to play my games so that's what i did with my time as, as the king of the game <laughs> well you've uh, always been like that steve like you would you would play and you know put the the cheats in to make it more fun i guess you know yeah that's I just mean, always how you've played games in the past so yeah, I mean, I'll play a game straight for a little while, and then if I start to get a little bit bored of it, I might be like, well, I want to I want to either get past these idiots, or I just want to shoot things. So I'll be like, infinite life, because all I'm doing is just kind of venting anyway, so might as well just... Uh, Christmas is over. Yeah, it is, but as I said before, I have a one-and-a-half-year-old, so every single day is like the same thing. You go to Those work, you come home. Lines. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Uh, these are just going to be here till next Christmas. Happy so. January 30th, everybody. Come on. Yeah. I'm just going to leave them up because soon it'll be Christmas in July. So, Ooh. yeah, I haven't found yeah, a weekend to, six months to pack to go all that there. stuff up that's, yet. that's when you'll pick up your next new game, though, is the summer sale. 
Uh, yeah, I'm sort of eyeing up the like spring sale, trying to line things up. I'm really still looking forward to um, Monster Hunter Four. Even though say, I... you, you've really been influencing my games, I I picked up the um, the DLC for XCOM today because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I since I got the new computer, I'm like. I needed something that I couldn't run on my old computer, and XCOM ran like hot garbage on my old system. So I ended up, I had it on the Xbox when I, I picked it up super cheap, but then I remembered I had that. I was like, oh, PC mods. So I picked up that, and then I've been meaning, thinking about getting into Monster Hunter for the PS4, just because you keep subliminally throwing it out there. Like, I do want to play Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't played any of the other ones, but it looks like a lot of fun, so... I definitely want to get on board with that at some point, but it has to be where I think I have enough time to invest in it and it hits a price point that's going to make sense for me to sink that money into it. Because I'm not going to buy like a $50 game right now if I'm not going to get $50 of time and enjoyment out of it before it's been sitting around for like three months of playing it for an hour and I just need to move on. So. Yeah, uh, every every game purchase I make nowadays, I have to kind of evaluate. So, well, it's been weird with the upgrade because before uh, this is my last year uh, of Gamers Club Unlock, rest in peace. Uh, so I'm switching or pivoting more to PC after this year. Mm-hmm. So it's been like a uh, a slow breakup with all my consoles. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I haven't had a console in a long time just because, I don't know, I, I think after I switched over to like mainly doing PC stuff, I just enjoyed the environment more. It's less restrictive. Like There's not a whole lot of games I don't wind up playing where I don't start fiddling with the config files, or mm-hmm. if I can't get into those, maybe downloading a trainer or finding another program to, to cheat if I want to, because that went back all the way to like my NES days. I had a Game Genie. And when I got bored of a game, I'd be like, well, let's Game Genie this and let's have a lot of fun. So uh, that... The Game Boy one with the little tiny telephone black book in the back of it? No, I've uh... seen that, but I have no, it, I had a Game Genie and then a Game Shark eventually, too, for like the PlayStation era. It's kind of my MO. It's, I will squeeze the fun out of, out of my game. <laughs> That's um, the way to do it. Yeah. So uh, with a PC environment, I can do that. I can do it cheaper because physical discs and media has always been more expensive, especially if it's like a weird esoteric game. Like if I wanted to get back into a physical Pokemon games, I'm going to be spending a lot of money because they all held their price. Mm-hmm. They're expensive. So uh, if I the PC environment is like I can get anything that's old way cheaper. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't hold value when it's, it's in a digital form. So but, they drop yeah. fast, too. Yeah, they do. I mean, Monster Hunter didn't come out that long ago. It's like a year, and it's already hitting like half price mm-hmm. when you get to sales. Use that uh, cheap-ass gamer price uh, tracker. Keep uh, an eye on those. Yeah, I did use one of those for a while where it would scan my wish list and then tell me the current cheapest price anywhere online. My brother was telling me about one where you can look up a game type in the price you want to pay and your email address, and anytime it hits that price or lower, it'll shoot you an email and let you know. I'll have to get that off of him next time I talk to him. 
Yeah, you could set whatever the old site that I use, you could turn on a ton of different filters to do that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I sort of stopped using it once it got to the point where I stopped doing um, Humble Bundles because <laughs> mm. I kept I kept buying way too many games that I realize now, especially with my time constraints, I'm never going to be able to touch or I'm not going to get anything out of them. That That's a fun game I like to play where I go, ooh, something's on sale on Steam. Wait a minute, do I own this already? Let me check Humble Bundle. I think I'm up to 37 pages of keys now. It's like, there's no way I've played yeah. 36 pages of these. Uh, yeah. It's a bit of a deal. I think that's another reason why I don't want to download another um, distrib distribution platform. I don't want a bunch of libraries in a bunch of different places. Uh, so he leaves and you get to smash the Epic Game Store for a week. I get it. <laughs> well, I mentioned that to him before. Is I just don't want to do that, especially if they're offering the same stuff. Mm. Like, he said he... Dan went over and he got Subnautica for free by going over to um, the Epic Store. And I was like, well, that's good, but some games that I really like, I have a tendency to come back to. I don't want to reinstall or just have to keep bothering with it if I don't have much else over there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I already kind of do that with the Blizzard launcher, but I don't want to do it with like four or five different ones. Right. I, have a, I have a tolerance for how far I'll go. But uh, so. speaking of uh, betas, you know, Anthem just came out and we can like finally talk about it. So I know, Steve, you played the alpha for Anthem. So feel free to give us your thoughts. Okay. I didn't play. You didn't play? <laughs> oh, I thought you played. No. no. Oh, I Dan thought you and Dan both played. No, he tried to get me on board, and um, that's when he told me it was like the EA launcher, I yep. think it was. And Origin. He was, Origin, yeah. Yeah, or he was like, it's, it's on Origin, so you have to download that. You have to download the game, which is huge, and you get to play between the hours of 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. And I was like, you know what? Fuck all of that. <laughs> I'll wait for the reviews. It looks it looks good. I enjoyed Destiny. And from what I've seen from other people now that the embargo is lifted, it looks a lot like just their version of Destiny. Yeah. It's like it's more open world, whereas Destiny was kind of like you're stuck in instanced. So I don't know. And plus it's like you basically live out your Iron Man fantasy because you're just in mech suits. That's all it is. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Do you have any uh thoughts, Jeff? I have many thoughts, but about Anthem? Yeah, no. in particular. <laughs> I, I, it, it came with my video card, so I had to reset my Origin password because it's probably been two, three years since I logged into Origin. Mm -hmm. And then I put the key code in, and they were like, cool. All right, I'll see you at the end of February, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Dan is not here, so we can't hear his thoughts unless he can type really quickly in chat. But uh, He's on I the guess beach going, it's I guess great. yeah, we'll, we'll just uh, leave it at that. I guess. I mean, we can we can catch him next time because he did get to play a little bit. Um, I also get a little antsy about the reviews for basically beta stuff, which I thought was kind of funny because there was a story about how it's like the paid for beta or whatever their like small group of people are that can get in right now. Mm -hmm. The servers have been shitting out. Yeah, so like they can't. VIP they can't even get in. I mean, and, does a massively online multiplayer PC game really need great servers? You know, every every time one of these games launches, this happens. And I thought this would have been solved 
back in the day because i wrote some notes here about that where it's like did you ever play a game where you had to deal with server issues uh Probably. you well I'm you having, haven't pokemon I'm having go. a hell of a time with uh, pokemon go rainbow six siege right now <laughs> well not i i host our room i have our format set up exactly the stage we want to play how we want to play it and out of nowhere it's just like yeah you can't create your own room yeah. Did uh, Eleven have server issues? I uh, didn't. It have like a queue to get in uh, um, way back when. I don't know. I didn't play like at the start of Final Fantasy Eleven. I, I know, know like the the Blizzard queue or Blizzard servers have queues. Yeah, I know that had some issues because it was um like when we started, you try to get in and be like, all right, you're a hundred and ten. Like, that's the place you are in line. I would slowly click down and so say, like, all right, I guess I'll go make a sandwich and come back and see where I am. And that doesn't really exist anymore nowadays. So I was like, why is it that they have such server-related issues? I mean, especially the for Anthem, this was a paid-for beta, so they knew roughly exactly how many people could be on it, and yet it still was just crashing and burning. So I'm like, what what's the deal there i mean i thought they would have gotten over that back when diablo 3 came out i took a day off of work i think for that and i sat there the whole day just clicking enter because it's like server error try again server error and that one was even worse because you couldn't play the game without internet connection it was one of those early sort of things where it's like if you can't connect you can't play and i'm like i just want to play by myself leave me alone like don't make me connect to the internet to play a single player game yeah to be fair, though, gamers are an understanding bunch, and they would never just completely lose their shit over something oh, like a server game. I know, game. never. Never. So, I don't know. I I probably wouldn't take off a day to play a game that was online only f anymore. Not that I would anyway. So, alright, so moving into... Uh, Tim was supposed to be with us tonight, because he's pretty big into Resident Evil 2, if not a huge fanboy. I don't really know where he sits on that, but I was going to ask him to review that for us. So, Jeff, you're going to have to be the stand-in because you're the only person <laughs> who's been playing. So, this week I picked up Resident Evil 2, the HD version. Nice. Uh, the graphics on this are just shit. Like, it looks like an old PS1 game. <laughs> Everything's slow, it's grainy, it's choppy. No, it's a, it's a fun game. It, they did a really good job creating the atmosphere to it. Everything's wet for some reason. It's like, wet. Hmm. Is it that shiny glaze like that uh, weird, the old like, Fallouts used to have? Right, it's like they just learned how to do a new trick with video cards, and they're like, let's <laughs> make everything wet. But nice. no, it's, uh, it's, it's got that tension the old one used to have. Like They, they found a way to kind of build in that we have shitty controls tension that the original had without shitty controls like it's uh it still feels tight claustrophobic you hear shuffling in the background you turn around and somebody's waiting to eat lunch and i haven't got real far into it but it is it's almost like i remember frustrating <laughs> yeah i mean my problem with those games is like i would always run out of ammo like instantly like oh my is, God. is ammo things. a problem in the in that game absolutely yeah it's, yeah i so mean i feel like i'd shoot my gun once and i'm like oh i'm dead <laughs> what, do you, what do you know about killing zombies i absolutely nothing no not even the basic <laughs> no one no. shot to the head i don't know i would the be brain. the i would be the first one to die so the the thing is like they'll, they'll give you like six bullets and you're like okay i think i can work with this six headshots six zombies i can find some more bullets 
and you shoot the zombie once, he kind of stumbles back, part of his head blows out. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, he's still going? Two more in the head, but they do this weird, like, <laughs> weird shamble, so when you're trying to catch up to them... The drunken you're, stumble? Like, you're, you're hitting shoulders, you're missing them, and then you're like, oh, shit, I'm out of bullets. So they very early on, they give you a combat knife to use. And I, like you read, like, tips for playing Resident Evil, and they're like, hang on to your knife, it's useful. And I'm thinking, like, oh, cool, stab, stab, pull it out, move on. But, like, the it's almost like a quick-time event animation where she'll, like, I'm playing through it's Claire. She'll, like, stab him in the chest and then leave the knife there. And then I'm sitting <laughs> there with no bullets, no knife. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, now what? I get, yeah, <laughs> now I gotta run, but there's... There's uh, zombies down the hallway that way. That door's locked. It's like, oh, I'm going to die here. Okay. <laughs> so is it... I've played RE2 way back in the day. Does it have the shooting of, like, five, where it's sort of over the shoulder you can actually control? Because the old ones were just, like, tank controls where you literally just move your body mm -hmm. in the general direction of the zombie and fire. Yeah. Yeah. So... So now it's the actual yeah. new, like, no, you can, it's, it's you can point it at the four on controls, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did hear that ammo is, like, a big concern in this one in some of the reviews. You're supposed to be able to craft it, but in classic Resident Evil fashion, you have, like... You have to combine shit together. Six inventory spots to start, one of them's yeah. a knife, one of them's <laughs> yeah, a health no, pad. That ain't happening. Or, yeah. But they do have um, inventory crates. Not all around, but there's enough of them. And you can leave a lot of your stuff there, but they did, they padded out the game a little bit with that uh, backtracking to go pick up some shit you forgot about. It, so, how faithful is it to the the original, now that it's been, like, updated? Honestly, um, I don't remember much <laughs> of the original anymore. So it's hitting uh, the sweet spot, people who can't remember playing the yeah, original. 20 place. years later, uh, yeah, it seems like a good game. It's right in that sweet spot for a remake where it's like, I don't know anybody, I know a lot of people who play games, I don't know anybody who in the last 10 years has gone back and played Resident Evil 2. So yeah, it's well, right, right in that nostalgia sweet spot where you remember bits and pieces of it, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this, and then you're like, wait, do I remember this? It's kind of like, kind of gaslighting you a little bit into thinking some of the changes were there originally. Well, it fits into that nice zone of like once you move away from 2D to 3D and you're sitting in the uh, early PlayStation Nintendo 64 era, those games tend not to come out very well nowadays because it's early polygons. They all look like shit. I can't so, go back and play and say, I have it it's literally right next to me. I can't go back and play those games. No. I love them. I have such a sweet spot for them. But that's. I cannot play them. That's the sweet spot, though, is that you have a lot of nostalgia, you don't remember a lot about the game, and you don't want to go back and play the original because it looks like shit. So they remake it, and if they make it well enough, you're like, this is a lot like I remember it, my nostalgia levels are going through the roof, and I'm having fun playing. That's why I'm, I'm curious for, what, 2025, when that Final Fantasy VII remake, Episode One Part <laughs> B comes out? Yeah. Uh, you know, you know they're gonna name it something weird like Final Fantasy Fight by Sleep or something like that. Yeah, the the spirits without. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the Final Fantasy VII remake, but I don't have a lot of faith for it's, it right now. It's not gonna be this generation. There's no way. 
No, I'll be dead, and I'm like, just put the holographic chip in my coffin. <laughs> I'll take it with me to the other side. Well, if Tim was here, he would say the PS5 is coming out this year. So I don't know if you agree with that, Jeff, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I think they're gonna Tim really it. thinks the PS5 is coming this year. Announce it at the end of the year. It'll come out uh, fall 2020. Yeah, 2020. Sounds right. We'll see. We'll see. I just, I, I'll buy one, but <laughs> tell me when. <laughs> so question then if there was a popular game from back in the day that you missed out on and they remade it and it's getting like decent reviews how interested would you be in going back to it or even if it wasn't in the review phase is there anything you'd be excited about that they remade that now you'd actually have the opportunity to play you know i I have a perfect example of this and i haven't actually sat down to play it yet but they uh they just released onamusha after Mm. what 15 20 years Never played it when it was new. Uh, so I am actually looking forward, maybe this weekend, I'll carve out some time and let you know what I think of an old game that people rave about. <laughs> but that's one of those things where uh, just general talking to gamers, if you tell me that there's a game that like meant a lot to you or it hit that sweet spot, you were the right age for it, except Final Fantasy X, fuck Final Fantasy X. <laughs> um, I'm really inclined to go seek it out if I can find a copy on eBay or if it's, you know, on good old games or if I can find it somewhere. At Christ, I have Monkey Island and uh, Sam and Max hit the road behind me on CD, so. What's your beat with some... uh, Final Fantasy X? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> oh, God. I... All right, so the voice acting wasn't that great. What about uh, yeah. Blitzball? Blitzball. Oh, yeah, that like fucking Blitzball. sucked. I hated Blitzball. <laughs> But I love Final Fantasy VII, but that's my secret gaming shame is that I never beat it. Really? So I, hmm. one summer I picked up the PC port of Final Fantasy VII, and I would play from like 11 p.m. to 3 in the morning every night. And I got to the final battle underleveled. So I'm in an re- endless loop of I could not beat the final boss, and I never finished. I was like, fuck this, not going back. <laughs> What about the uh, the weapons? Was that after the like final boss? Do you remember, Steve? Uh, for wait, which one? For seven. seven. Like, couldn't seven. you fight like the ruby? No, and the Omega? weapons were sort of in between because oh, okay. you wanted to go kill those for whatever it was that you get or that they drop because you needed yeah. to. You I think needed they had to the breed... Ultima material, didn't they? Uh, something like that. Well, because you had to breed the chocobos to get to some of them, and then. Um, you would get like I know a lot of people do like Knights of the Round materia mm-hmm. mixed with like Final Death or whatever, so it would go off like twenty times in a row. But um, yeah, you got something from them which would be helpful, but it didn't really matter because they were if you could beat those, you could beat the final boss. Yeah, I'm telling uh, you, could not beat the final boss. <laughs> hey, I'm well, the same I, way with I, Final Fantasy VIII. Like, I was just I, gonna say I got I, mad at Ryan. I for could this. not beat Final Fantasy VIII. I I, really I leveled like all the way VIII. up, and I didn't realize the enemies leveled with you. So when <laughs> I got to the end boss, I could not beat it because they would cast like like Death Five or you know whatever whatever the multiple of my level was, and I would just die. And I so, I did not understand how to get around, you know, the death mechanic. So he, I I never beat Final Fantasy VIII. And I got so mad at him because I was like. There are items in the game that prevent instant Who death. Who uses items? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, like, accessories. 
There's oh. uh, one that kept, they keep making because, you know, they always have a couple of them that are always the same name. And there's always one called, like, Safety Bit. And all it does is prevent instant death attacks. And so you, nobody ever, ever uses it. Now here's the one time for you to use it. And I'm like, what? Why? You could have just beaten the game if you just equipped this this one well, little trick. It's funny you mentioned items, though, because I was playing last week Tales of Vesperia. And uh, it froze on me this week, and I haven't gone back because I'm mad at it. It's like, I've only had my Switch freeze on me twice. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. It was, like, it was maybe 40 minutes out of a save point. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. Like, mm -hmm. I'll go back to it when I'm not pissed off at this game. But it's the first game I've played that's a Japanese RPG that I've never bought an item in. <laughs> I don't use them. I have one healer in my party. They just keep healing. All, all I do is just mash the X button and get through my fights. I, I do the same thing where it's like, I become a digital hoarder, where it's like, I'll have all these potions all this stuff, and I'm like, should I use one? I'm in a dire situation. But what if I need it for later? So I'm not going to use it. I'll just do this fight all over again. Well, they, they inventory cap you with like 15 potions or orange gels or whatever the fuck they call them. Uh, and then they don't, <laughs> like, I don't realize I have them until I go to pick one up out of a chest, and they're like, oh, you have 15. Do you want to use one? Why? You just shuffle them out. Yeah. Um, Actually, that saved my ass once, and it's my crowning achievement in video gaming, is um, Chrono Trigger mm. for the Super Nintendo. Uh, I beat the game, and you you can go and do it again. Like, they just reset the game, but everybody has their levels, skills, and your items. And what they do is, in every point in time in the game, there's a spot you can go to and warp to the final boss again. And so you can like get to a point in the game where you have collected whatever characters you want or whichever eras and each there's like each point that you go back and beat the boss there's a different ending so there's like 10 different endings and i wanted to get the best one which is beat him right off the bat so i started my game up got into the little fair went right to the portal and it was just my one guy, Chrono, versus the end boss. And I just kept casting his maximum spell. He'd kick my ass, and I'd drink a full elixir just for one character. And I ran out, and I got him to like his third phase, and I'm sitting there drinking mega elixirs <laughs> every other <laughs> turn. And I'm like, I'm glad I never used these the entire game, because now I have enough of them just to push me to the end. And I actually beat it. I won. I was so fucking happy. And then years later, I found out that there's a pretty decent stretch of time there <laughs> where you can collect like three other characters before you get that um, it, let, that ending. I had no idea. I was like, I thought you had to do it immediately. So it's I like beat it with Mario sixty or Super Mario sixty four without jumping or something weird like that. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I basically just beat him with a single character when I could have had two or three, and it was super hard. And I did it, and I'll never have the wherewithal anymore to sit down and grind that ever again. <laughs> I think Ryan, what you're doing is harder. If you actually get all of your shiny, well, yeah, because mine took me probably like an hour. Yours is probably taking you many many hours. Yeah, I think we're uh, close to five hundred ish now. I think if you do get them all, though, they're going to make a bronze statue of you outside of the Pokemon Company. I hope so. I'm going to go to Game Freak <laughs> and be like, hey, assholes, I beat your game. Give me something. Yeah, and they're going to be like, well, there's this Korean girl who's like eight who did it uh, last <laughs> month. So. 
I'm a little on, little behind the ball, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Oh, well, semi-related to the Resident Evil um, remake is Netflix is going to make a new Resident Evil TV series. Would anybody bother to watch that here? Absolutely. I know Tim probably would. When I was in junior high, they had a, re- a loosely related Resident Evil book series, and I used to love those things. <laughs> I'll sit down and watch it. Is this a uh, live action or a cartoon? It didn't say, but I think I'd be more excited about the cartoon version because Castlevania was really Castlevania good. Castlevania was good. Uh, you and Sarah should watch that. Sarah and I watched it. Everybody's married to a Sarah that I know, <laughs> including myself. So... The other Jeff that we know is married to is Sarah. Yeah. We we have collected too many people who all share the same name. Yeah, yeah. We need to start too many shuffling Sarah. out some nicknames. Yeah, we're gonna meet another person named Dan, and we're gonna be like, "Sorry, I have a Dan limit." Can't you're, do you're, it. You have, have a Jeff and a Dan limit. <laughs> every every job I've had, I've had a boss named Jeff. When Drives I was in absolutely crazy. <laughs> when I was in high school, three different people had my name. There was a senior, a junior, and me, a sophomore. All had the name Ryan Smith. Really? You, that's yep. like a yep. common, common, yeah. Common name. I I know, but like in a town of what, like twenty thousand or whatever, to have three people basically the same age named the same. It's, yeah, uh, I'll hear somebody say, sad. "Oh, I'm looking for Jeff," and I'll be like, "Important Jeff or me?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I would very rarely have another Steve in my class. I don't know why. That's just how it was. And every year, the teachers like that first day. They're like, what do you want me to call you? And I was like, uh, what do you mean? What do you want me to call me? And they're like, do you want Steve, Steven, you know, whatever form of it? And I was like, well, is there more than one? <laughs> like, then it doesn't matter. I know who you're talking to. Like, I don't care. That blew my mind. The first day of kindergarten, there was a Jeff spelled G-E-O-F-F. Uh, <laughs> wrong Jeff, as I called him. Geoff? Yeah, Geoffrey. I can't, I can't not see just Geoff when I look at that. Mm-hmm. It's not a name. <laughs> <Cat> <laughs> uh, all right. So as we're talking about remakes and returns, um, I know I asked you if you guys wanted to see any remakes, but there's a lot of series that just sort of died for one reason or another. And I, I know I'm going to ask this, and Ryan's probably going to draw a blank slate, but I know from our past episodes of what games do you want to see on like the PlayStation? What games do you want to see on the other systems? That there's some games that I could probably name that Ryan would want to see remade again, or at least continued. So, is there anything that you want to see again, Jeff? I want no. I demand. Looking at you, Nintendo. <laughs> I want a remastered version of Donkey Kong Country One, Two, and Three that plays <laughs> in the new Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze engine but plays exactly like the old Donkey Kong. That is very specific. So I feel like you've thought about this for quite some time. That's what you get when you read the thing before. Usually I log in. I remember like Sunday afternoon to log into Discord that you guys exist. I'm like, oh shit, I hope I didn't miss anything. And it's like maybe one or two comments down. I logged in yesterday and saw that he updated the show notes, and I was like, ooh, more than half an hour lead time <laughs> to figure this stuff out. But really, I looked up at that shelf over there. I have a boxed Super Famicom Donkey Kong Country from Japan. And I was like, you know what? That'd be nice to play that didn't look like garbage. Like, it's right 
right at that sweet spot where in two years that's just gonna look like trash <laughs> yeah ryan what's what's a game that you played back in the day that you want to see make a return or a pokemon sequel? yellow but um... <laughs> you use a, a pokemon <laughs> controller to catch everything and like everything shot i mean i really like final fantasy 9 but outside of that I think, like, did they make, like, an Ape Escape 3? Because I think that would be fun. So, just, it doesn't really matter. You want a new return? To yeah, not not a remastered one, like a new game, I guess. Actually, now that you say that, um, I remember playing the original Monkey Ball. Do you remember that for, like, the GameCube? Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun, and they made more of them, and they all sucked compared. <laughs> I want them to make just a true to the original without like gimmicky shit yeah i watched um you know one of the speed running things the game's done quick and they were doing monkey ball the people just like <laughs> fucking fly everywhere they fly off the map and somehow they like finish the level it's insane yeah i remember we would do that because we'd play like because they had all those mini games like golf or whatever else mm. and you could abuse the system like if there was a three-dimensional thing that would wrap around mm -hmm. it wouldn't give you a border in between that would be out of bounds yeah so if you launched yourself just right you yeah. could like no, yeah, they would sit there for like five seconds because they know the timing of the levels. They'd yeah. sit there, they'd fling themselves off the side, and then they just fall directly through like the uh, <laughs> the ending. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's real possible with the Sega Ages collection. Wait, is that that's Sega. is that a is it a remaster? Like if they're gonna come back or is it a new the... game? The Sega Ages collection is they basically re-release the old version of the game, but have some quality of life improvements in it. Okay, okay. Um, they're really well put together. I know that... Uh, For Monkey I've, Ball is owned by Sega? I think it was a Sega game. Wasn't uh, it on GameCube? It... Yeah. Yeah, but Sega that's... developed it for GameCube, I oh, think. Yeah, I think that's when the, the Dreamcast was dying, so they started branching out mm -hmm. and, gotcha. and putting stuff out there. Um what else, Ryan? Anything else besides... I, I kind of figured you were going to say Ape Escape, actually. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that game. Um, I don't know, I'd have to think about it some more, I guess. Dan says Clay Fighter. I've never heard of Clay Fighter. Clay Fighter is another one of those games that looks like hot garbage now, but <laughs> absolutely blew, like, eight-year-old Jeff's mind as to how cool it looked. It's yeah. just a claymation fighting game. Would you be interested in a siphon filter? Oh yeah. If they made a, a good looking siphon filter, not the uh you know PS classic version, but uh, yeah, I would I would play that because I, I as... love siphon filter. Like the the first game was awesome. As long as they have the ability to taser somebody till they catch on fire. <laughs> yeah, that and you can like blow up the dude wearing the flamethrower. You know, you shoot the uh, canisters on his back. I think that was that, like the uh, first boss. 343 Studios. That's Sony first party. I don't know why they haven't touched it since. Well, it's on the the, the PS Classic. They they put it on there. Is that their like super shitty way of like Nintendo puts characters that are coming to the system in Smash? <laughs> and Sony's like, we're gonna put an old PS1 game back out. Get everybody all excited for it. Yeah, it's a Sony Interactive 989 Studios. 989. Um, oh, Go away. I guess. See, I don't know why some of these didn't have a comeback. Like, I don't know if it was they made sequels that like petered out because sometimes they do that, or the in company the just the went path. under, or like there's an issue with the rights. She's in the bathroom. Um, uh, 
I used to play Front Mission for the PlayStation. Like the just the very first no, it was Front Mission three. I think it was the first one we actually got. But I played the shit out of that. It had a lot of fun tactical things and the ability to like mess with your robots. And they haven't made a faithful sequel since. I don't know what it is about tactics games, but they keep doing that. Like they fun. they speak to me because I'm ready. I'm ready for Wargroove on Friday. <laughs> but I I watched a uh, like a first half hour playthrough of it, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, ah, I'm so excited I get to play this. Uh, and then I watched a half hour retrospective on Advance Wars. And yeah. I was like. God damn it! Just shoehorn some waifu dating into that, and give me an Advance Wars game. They can do it. Well, that's what it is. You you're getting your wish. It's called Wargroove. But it's medieval Advance Wars. Oh, okay. So you want helicopters? I want helicopters. I want <laughs> Max and Andy. I want them all. Um, I I really want a Final Fantasy Tactics Part Two. Like I, I, I just want to high five you through the screen. <laughs> like I played the shit out of that. I love it so much, but they never made a faithful one after that because they they tried to combine it with like the Ivlis things. Where there's like bunny rabbit eared people and different you know monster races, and it never really gelled with the first one, and. Uh, there was always these like weird mechanics that I hated, like the judges with the cards and them telling you you can and can't use certain abilities or weapons. And I was like, I don't want to play a game where I sit there and I make a team how I want it, and I have the tactics and I put in all this hard work to get like you know the spells that I wanted and find a really good weapon. And now I walk into a battle and they arbitrarily are like. We're going to kick out or jail one of your characters if they use fire magic. That should be like post-game shit, where they just extend the game indefinitely and make it more challenging for you, not main game stuff. Yeah, I was so disappointed in the Final Fantasy Tactics that came out uh, after the original. And then they kind of sorted it out with Final Fantasy Tactics A2, where it's the same judgment thing where you could break the rules, but there was no penalties. You just didn't get as good rewards afterwards. And I was like, I still don't like the idea of being penalized for playing how you're letting me play. Like, don't give me these dumb rules or challenges unless I've kind of asked for them. Mm. So I was very disappointed with all the releases and they just haven't made, I don't think they've made one since. It's been years and years, but I want them to just be like, hey, you know what, we're going to go back and do the same story, mostly mechanics and everything else from the first one, except we're going to like make it 10 years in the future. You know, just do one of those things. Man, I want to get you a Switch so bad. Like, <laughs> I want to go back to Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. I, that's, that's one of the topics we're probably not going to get to, but that's DLC I've paid for and have not gone back to. But you would love that game. And if it's one thing I've, I've left my mark on this podcast so far, it's that if you give me any <laughs> form of tactics game, I will play the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we can jump straight to that one, because it's, if it's what's on our mind. So that's one of the other topics I put in here about, um, like, I don't know if you guys do it. Ryan, I know you don't. But if you play any betas or early accesses, do you come back after they're released? Which, Ryan, you actually do have one of those. So Slay the Spire yeah. was released, like, fully. 
So now it has everything that it's supposed to have. Are you even interested in going back with whatever the new content is? I really enjoyed the game. I just got stuck at a point where I'm, I guess, not playing correctly, so I can't really progress anymore. Or I just don't understand the characters enough to, to do any better, I guess. So I haven't played in a couple of months, um, but I do really enjoy Slight Aspire. And I mean, I, I would play um, like the Warcraft beta server sometimes, but like I didn't get huge into them. But obviously I would play like the actual release. So, but the the question still is like, is there anything that they're going to do to the game that's going to make you go back? Or did you play it enough that you're good? Um, like, did I get my fill of it? Yeah, pretty um, much. No, I, w- I would definitely go back and play it. Like I said, I'm ju- I just reached a point where I can't progress because I don't understand, I guess, the mechanics well enough. Like, I haven't well, spent enough time to be really good at the game, I guess. Yeah, but, I mean, they've had a bunch of updates since you played, and now it's in full release form, so there could be some solutions to that for all you know yeah like what's gonna what's gonna make you go back and do it like if they do one of those free dlc type big content updates would you just get curious and check it out i mean it's it's not i didn't stop playing it because i was stuck and i didn't enjoy it i stopped playing it because i got a switch and i've been playing pokemon like ever (laughs) since so i mean like i literally haven't played it in months just because i'm playing pokemon like all the time okay so the other than just a replacement game for your time yeah but like you would play it again oh yeah i would definitely play it again i i just don't like sit in front of my computer and play like computer games anymore that's kind of like what i'm getting at i guess yeah yeah uh jeff what about you do you return to games that get like dlcs or updates no (laughs) the the only (laughs) The only, you brought up early access, and the only thing I'm thinking of is, like, I've just been burned by early access. Like, Sea of Thieves, No Man's Sky, I got We Happy Few on the uh, the Xbox beta back when it was on sale. Like, I don't remember liking any of these games. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm kind of right there with you. Is I used to be big into early access when it was still kind of new. PUBG. But... I haven't played PUBG in, like, six months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd play, I'd play it until I was like good and done with it, or I'd be like, ah, there's a bunch of rough edges, or there's some things I need to sort out. But I would like leave, start playing other games, and then months later they'd be like, this game's fully released. Here's a bunch of DLC, and I, in the back of my head, I'm like, I played it already. Mm-hmm. Like, unless I really enjoyed it, I don't really go back. Like if if Terraria had big updates because that's what they did they had a bunch of big content updates every like year or so i'd be right back at it playing it i'd be exploring the new stuff because i like really loved that game but if for some reason like xcom or uh darkest dungeon had a random new dlc i'm i'm not gonna i played them like the i've gotten what i've wanted out of them and i'm not going to do the whole game again just for a little extra yeah yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure I have any early access, like, other than, like, playing MTG Arena, you know, when that was in beta, like, that's that's pretty much all I've done recently. Well, would you and, qualify and I that as, like, uh, signing up for a Kickstarter or something like that, something you don't know is going to be there or the final product, but you're willing to pay for it ahead of time? Yeah, I mean, if I enjoy the game, I don't have a problem with, you know, supporting people. Yeah. 
it's i think it's just for me personally i've played enough early in betas that as i'm playing them or as i'm getting done with them i start to wish they had more to them or mm. that there were all sorts of quality of life things but i know i'm not going to come back for them so unless there's a huge turnaround later down the line i kind of left them for dead and then afterwards there's that regret of like this game i think i could have gotten a lot more enjoyment out of if i didn't do the ea if i waited until it was polished and done and all the content was there i think yeah. i would have had a better time but i'm not coming back for it that's yeah. what i basically use my wish list for now is like i want to check out this game but i know with mm -hmm. gamer add as soon as i click off of this page i'm not gonna remember the name of it and then six months from now i'll get an email from steam like hey hey you remember this it's on sale now <laughs> go, go get it go get yeah. it yeah like, That's like an excited dog. I just chased that tennis ball. It's a perfect opportunity to potentially shit on the Epic Launcher because uh, I haven't <laughs> downloaded it and don't know anything about it. But I do like that Steam has a fairly in-depth review system. So I do the same thing that you do where I have a whole bunch of games on my wish list. And then if I go back because one's on sale, I can look at the reviews and they have like the overall reviews and then in like the the recent history of reviews so mm. if there was some sort of patch that broke everything or they didn't update or put microtransactions it'll be like the overall review is good but the recent review is dog shit and i'll be like okay what happened <laughs> what what went wrong and do i want to deal with that so i like that i can look at those reviews and be a good judge of what they're saying if i want to you can you know go delving into the actual written reviews but the uh the little like scores next to it are really good litmus tests for mm. whether or not you're gonna get what you pay for that would i would love to be a more patient gamer and play all this shit there's another shelf over there uh <laughs> but it's also that same thing like i have a price in my head that i'm comfortable at and all i have to do is just give hey it's close I'll be like, all right, you got me. Yeah, be like, I just got, I just got paid. It's on sale. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. It's mine yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, my my drug dealer of video games knows how to treat me. Yeah, yeah. there you go, there you go. Well, we have like uh, ten minutes left, so um, I don't know what you want to talk about. Do you want to talk about Kingdom Hearts three? I, like, I was is, is that say, the most important thing of the week, pretty much? Um, so I went into Kingdom Hearts three. I want to say completely blind. I watched like a half hour recap of the 11 games that are out. Yeah. Uh, darkness, light, hearts, somebody's, nobody's. Got it. Uh, is it a comedy? I don't know. I've never played it. Because it's... Uh, yes. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> it is. It's, it's funny to me. I mean, So I threw it in last night, like did the update, and I get into it at like 10.45. I was like, okay, I'll play like... 20 minutes, half an hour, get started so I can hit the ground running today. And I was so tired. It took, I think, 36 minutes to get to the first save point. I was, I was already too emotionally invested that I didn't <laughs> want to watch the opening again. That I was like, well, I just got to play till I get a save point. But, um, like, the voice acting is so bad. <laughs> and it sounds like like, like everybody's on the same page, and then the guy who does Sora is just like he's in like a shipping container, and they're like, "All right, you're happy about everything, go." And he's just like, "Ah, oh, this is great. Everything's falling apart around us." Like <laughs> it, 
I'm playing it now, again, completely blind, but it it's unfolding like an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 where I'm just talking to it, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why are you talking about this? Like, that's not. Re- I don't think that's relevant. <laughs> it's all right. At some point, he's going to get depressed about something in the story, and Donald Duck is going to come up behind him and be like, it's all right. Well, you just have to learn to laugh, and they'll both sit there like robots going, ha, ha, ha. I mean, I just, I just don't understand like the Final Fantasy characters and the Disney characters. Like, why are they even together in the first place? Well, I, the recap I watched basically explained what happened in the story with the Final Fantasy characters, and they're just like, Disney shit happens. It's there, not relevant. They don't even have an explanation for it. No, they're just there because I think Final Fantasy or uh, Square didn't want to uh, create a brand new IP from nothing, so they're just like. We'll license Disney characters, and people want to go <laughs> hang out with the Mad Hatter. All right. Is, are there serious undertones to it, or is it all pretty tongue-in-cheek with the Disney characters? The whole thing is supposed to be, like, this big, serious, good and evil battle. And it's just, like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Goofy's, like, four inches taller than Donald Duck, and he's a little short to be a stormtrooper, and it's like, Sora's <laughs> the same height as Goofy, but... Like, just stupid shit like that that I'm picking up on, and I'm like, it doesn't make any sense, and it's completely taking me out of a fictional game with Disney characters and Japanese anime characters. That yeah, you've I'm... never, you know, had any background I, on? I have no <laughs> emotional investment in these characters, and I'm trucking through it. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Duck that... and Goofus, that's right. <laughs> I just thought that would be really weird to play a game where they're like, if we don't stop this guy he's going to annihilate this city children are going to die and the people are going to be on fire and then in the middle of the fight like you know donald duck would be like i'm going to dance around and cast cure and <laughs> just be this weird animated cartoon and you're like the tones just seem like they're going to be all over the place here. well my my understanding and again my history with the game is a half hour youtube video i watched yesterday <laughs> is that it's Back to the Future, written by a seven-year-old. <laughs> That's still a great premise for a game. <laughs> I mean... But it's just like I, I find myself just con- like it looks gorgeous. Uh, there's a lot of work and effort, energy put into it. The fans are rabid about it. They praise this game, and I can't help but sit here and just like shit on it while I play it. <laughs> All right, well, it looks like our hour is up unless anybody wants to throw anything extra out there. Um, There are a couple items that I thought were really interesting, but they're not on any sort of time limit, so we can talk about them next time. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, the things like, you know, GameStop dying, that's been going on for quite some time. Can I I just... Actually, I... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Can I just throw out that... um... The Kingdom Hearts PS4s that they had to cancel. It's good of them to be a stand-up company and give out full cash trade-in value for a brand new PS4 Pro without expecting anything back in return. But like, what a dog shit thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I I read that, but I was more interested in like, obviously I don't go to GameStops anymore. I don't have a console, so I'm not like buying anything from. But I was pretty into them back in high school when i had my gamecube playstation like i would pretty routinely empty out my library to go get a couple like in in in-store dollars and buy a new game to play over a weekend 
but I don't know what they're like anymore, other than they were really fucking annoying to go into because they'd constantly push a magazine or a player rewards card or something that, else. That so, white square behind me? Yeah. But, I mean, like, they that, obviously... That pisses me off to no end. <laughs> I have two... I bought six total games from GameStop last year. Two of them came in without uh, inserts, and they stick out like yep. a giant sore thumb. Why don't you just shelf. get a get a red marker and just color it in? <laughs> because that would be twice the effort GameStop put into putting this back. Yeah, but then I don't have shelf. to look at that white slash there in the middle of the camera. You can't see anything else now that I pointed it out. Like, I sit here <laughs> and I'm, I'm paying attention to the chat and I'm talking and I just see that white square behind me. And it's just a just... sea of red in that one stupid Dragon Quest builder. Go to your place of employment because they almost always have nice color printers and print print out a new label and just stick it in there. To say if I'm gonna get fired from my place of employment, it's gonna be for laziness, not using their printer. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> I, I mostly wanted to visit that one because I haven't been in one in so long that I mean I just found out today that their stock is tanking because they're not doing well. But these kind of places definitely serve. A particular purpose um especially as one of the only places that you can deal with like new and used games in a physical you know mm -hmm. market you, you can always go online and get stuff and i wasn't sure how much like the ebays and all the secondary sellers online were taking their chunk out but when like your grandma or your mom or dad want to buy your your child or grandchild a, a minecraft plushie <laughs> yeah or just like the game that they want but maybe you're kind of on a budget and it doesn't matter if it's new or used you're going to want to hit up a store if, you know that's that you could do that in especially if you're not super comfortable with the internet so uh, i put in a thing in in there is like is it still relevant like dial-up is still relevant is it's a jitterbug cell phone for your grandma that's what gamestop is <laughs> pretty I, much I, I read read that on the the rundown i wrote down where i buy my games like if i go through the list of i see a game i want i'll check here first here first and then go go there i wrote best buy amazon there's a used game store at the bottom of my hill target <laughs> and then gamestop so they're, right. they're the last ditch effort because they're the only one that won't offer reasonable shipping and when i say reasonable i mean i'm spoiled as hell and it's free two-day shipping or bust yeah yeah and i mean it's it also kind of serves that niche where it's like a game came out i'm broke as shit i have a library of games sitting next to me i want to go trade stuff in now if i can't do that in a store that's local that i could drive to my option is i gotta sit here for days posting it going to the post office sending it you know whatever account paypal has the money transferring it back into my actual account buying it online or taking that money and buy it from the store it's super slow if all you wanted to do was like i suddenly got the itch to go play uh, ace combat 7 and i want to reduce my library for it it hurts my soul to a very very deep level getting rid of games yeah i do it there are, i mean there as we of... can see from behind you it's almost hoarder level you could but, probably uh, bankrupt GameStop if you just took all your games and uh, traded them in. Bankrupting GameStop now is like twenty-seven fifty. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you could probably do it alone. 
I, and, I, I am curious what the trade-in value on this would be. Uh, laughably small GameStop. Uh, that actually reminds me of a meme I just saw. They were like, the uh, the actual headline was stock markets like tank for uh, GameStop after a failed venture for buyout. And it was like, the, <laughs> the headline should have been, uh, you know, GameStop tries to trade in its market value to find it's only worth three dollars and two cents. I mean, that's uh, yeah, I, I and using their credit. own business model for their uh, stock price. Has, has the internet ever let you down? That's just <laughs> masterpiece. But the, the guy in chat, or girl, the person in chat made Individual. sense. Yeah, we do not assume genders We're, on this channel, right, Mayan? Yeah. So I, I did know that from, on Twitter after from the one time I, I watched. But yeah, I mean, if you did know that you have somebody in your family that's into games, but maybe you don't know if they have a wish list or something, that is a place you could go to and be like, hey, my cousin is really into PlayStation 4. I don't really know what's popular, what's good. Can you give me a hand? And the person he behind likes, the counter... Like, he likes Razor scooters and Pogs. Can you help me out? Yeah, but... <laughs> they are at least going to do something for you. Whereas like that's, that's their, their job, their life. Like they need to know about all those games. Whereas if you go to target, maybe you'll get somebody who knows what's going on, or maybe you're going to get the seven year old lady. Who's like, I got a key to the cabinet. You can pick what you want. <laughs> I will say last time I went to GameStop, the guy was super helpful, super chatty. They didn't have any of the games I was buying. Yeah. So I, I mean, I went, I went up, with the cases, I was on a rock band binge. And I was like, oh, I'm going to buy all the old rock bands that I don't have so I can play them with the electronic drum kit I picked up on a whim because, you know, again, 32, that's the time to pick up hobbies. Uh, and the guy was like, yeah, we don't have any of these, but we talked about <laughs> drums for like 25 minutes, just chit-chatting and super nice. But I, if I didn't need to go in there for them, I wouldn't have gone in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, Steve. I think uh, we're gonna wrap the on-air version of this now. We're gonna chat a little bit afterwards, but uh, we can pick the conversation up a little bit Patreon later if you next want week. Gold. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but uh, for me, Steve, and Jeff today, uh, you can check us out on YouTube at Game Night Now or Twitch slash <laughs> or dot TV slash Game Night Now. As I'm getting eaten alive by my cat. Um, Cat's pissed. You went Yeah. <laughs> I hope you all have a good evening. Hope you enjoyed the format. Bye-bye.
see it. Bye.